SequelCast 2 is part of the Batman Podcast Network. For more information, go to batman-on-film.com. Hi, this is Matt Bradley Shergi, host of SequelCast 2 and Friends. What you're going to listen to is a live podcast recorded at Wizard World Portland 2020 in Portland, Oregon, in which me and some of my friends, uh, Eric Windsor, Tony Minson, and Sean Christopher Franson, discussed our personal averaged rankings of the X-Men live-action films from Fox. The audio quality it might be so-so um, because I'm recording it off my phone, and we had a, a live hookup with microphones and, and so forth. Um, I'll have to think of better solutions to the future, but anyhow, enjoy this live episode of SequelCast 2 and Friends looking at the ranking of the X-Men movies, starting at uh, X-Men from the late 90s all the way to Deadpool 2 and X-Men Dark Phoenix. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah let's get started thought. with people. Okay. Hello. recording? All right, hello. We're going to start this panel a bit early because we have an enthusiastic crowd looking at their phones. So um, I am Matt Bradley Shergi. I made this podcast, sequel cast two. We talk about movies in a franchise. One at a time, his microphone is not working. Test. Oh, I think we're getting, uh, I think, I don't know. Uh, My name's Sean Christopher Branson. I I do these panels and not much else. I'm just going to take this out. Uh, My name's Tony Minson. I do these panels when I'm asked to do them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't do any podcast stuff. <laughs> I'm Eric Windsor, and uh, pretty much the same. <laughs> yep, so my main, the main podcast I do with my friend from college, uh, William Thrasher, uh, he is in Kentucky. But one day I'll do a live podcast with him in the same room, but we haven't done it in since we've done the show for like 10 years. So but anyway, thanks for coming here. Anyone ever been to a sequel cast panel before at one of these conventions? Wow, okay, fantastic. She was on one. Uh-huh, that's right, she was on one, yeah. Um, And we are talking about ranking the X-Men movies, but first, before the ranking, a little bit of a history lesson. This thing goes until 115, right? Is it five times? I think so. Yeah, we have 45 minutes. Oh, I guess I have a schedule. Yeah, so we have time to go, okay. All right, so um, everyone can see the slides on the screen, right? Great. So Disney recently acquired 20th Century Fox, which means they can make, make uh, X-Men movies, and there's a cartoon from a Chinese newspaper of Mickey Mouse eating fox like it's a cheese. And um, so now they have all the Marvel stuff, except Universal still has the rights to do TV shows and films only about the Incredible Hulk, which is really pedantic. They've just got to give it up, right? What do you give them, like a like a tuna sandwich, and they'll give you the Hulk? I don't know. What what if what if they find? Uh-huh, damn it! What if? Just use this. Yeah. What if they finally make a show of the Incredible Hulk and it's really good? Like, would would will love big word pie then? Huh? Well, the yeah. way around it is they're doing the She-Hulk series on oh, Disney right. Plus. So they've got ways around right. it. Right. Carla Gugino, please. Or no, Gina Carano. I always get them confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, is anyone excited about Disney owning Fox? Sort of? Okay. Yeah. So they have Die Hard, they have Rocky Horror Picture Show, they have um, Alien. Alien, they have, what are some other Fox things? Avatar, Fox. Avatar yeah, you're right. Yeah, Avatar, they're going to do Avatar 2 through 6 million. The, the uh, Simpsons. The Simpsons, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of interesting things in that acquisition that Disney will run into the ground. Come on, we're just starting a little bit early. We're going to be ranking the X-Men movies, doing a bit of a pre-show talk. Uh, welcome, welcome. So let's keep on going. So our idea for doing the X-Men movies, you know, now Disney owns Fox, but before that, Fox released a lot of X-Men movies and spin-offs and whatever. So we're just talking about the movies. We're not talking about TV shows like um, The Gifted, the Gifted, Legion, Legion, or X-Men the Animated Series. Oh, Inhumans. Or the Inhumans, or Wolverine and the X-Men, or X-Men Evolution, thank you. Uh, X-Men Go to Massapequa, uh, whatever spinoffs they have. So, <laughs> X-Men and Friends. But, did you say X-Men and France? Oh, X-Men and Friends. X-Men and Friends, like Garfield and Friends. That was the joke. Yeah. That's the joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in the 90s, comic book movies were mostly awful. That's kind of a fake statement, but I just made it up, so there we go. Um, so, so in the 90s, there weren't as many comic book movies as there are now. No. Right? You want to talk about that, Eric? 
In, in what regards? Well, <laughs> you're you're a bit older. I mean, so you have a memory, <laughs> you, you, l like me. Right. You know of a time when not every movie in a theater was a comic book movie. It was like a treat. Yeah, you know, it was. It was <laughs> a, a, a drink of water, an oasis in a desert. You know that uh, a comic book property got made, or uh, Mortal Kombat video game property got mm -hmm. made, um, and it wasn't like direct to video. Right, or a, a made-for-TV movie. These were actual big productions, and the X-Men was kind of a kind of an odd ball out because it was a chance to make a trilogy that would become something even longer. So, yeah, I mean, they didn't. Most comic book movies didn't have a sequel, or yeah. if they did, it'd be loosely tied in. Like, uh, what Shaq was in a movie called Steel that oh, was yeah. a Superman spinoff. Correct. But, but during Death of Superman, you had four knockoff Superman. Other stuff. Uh, Tony, do you have any thoughts about the wasteland of the 90s? Um, no, I mean, you kind of covered it. I just remember being a kid and being like, oh man, a nerd movie that I can go see and yeah. enjoy and be my true self. And now it's like every movie, so. Right, and you have to watch 23 movies to understand what's going on in movie 26. <laughs> Genre films weren't really a thing back then, and now they are, so. Yep. The, uh, I mean, so I mean, the, what I have the pictures up here—it's an example. You had like Judge Dredd, Sylvester Stallone as Judge Dredd, but he kept his mask off for most of the movie because you have to see Sylvester Stallone's scary face. Uh, you had Batman and Robin—I kind of like that one with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Had a lot of cheesy jokes. It, uh, the movie was made to be toyetic, so you notice they don't just have the Batmobile. The Batmobile is covered in ice, so you can sell two toys instead of one. And uh, Spawn, which. Um, should not have been PG-13. <laughs> and, and the HBO cartoon that spawned in the 90s is actually pretty good. Yeah, and uh, the, the, the first original movie had its good points too. Like uh, Michael Jai White was like a really good actor. Yeah, yeah. no, he was good. Yeah, good. And uh, John Leguizamo as the uh, clown. Violator, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I hope they bring him back. So I mean, the, the two... <laughs> it's the my two hope. <laughs> <laughs> Call us, Kevin Feige. So you'll have like X-Men versus the Violator? No, 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 oh. they're making another Spawn. Oh, making a new Spawn, I see. Oh. It's gonna be a rated R movie, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, really, the ones that turned it around into what we know today are Blade and uh, X-Men, and also later I think Spider-Man might have been a year afterwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, yeah, two years. That was, what, the number one grossing film of the year and one of the top grossing films of all time at the time as well, Spider-Man. So yeah, these two movies really kicked it off. Definitely. Um, and X-Men, you know, was considered a risk. It did not even have an official soundtrack album when it came out. Uh, all the X-Men were dressed in black. They didn't look like the comics. And I think part of, as we do our ranking of these movies and uh, at the end we'll take questions from the audience, we also have prizes to give away and I think before we start ranking the movies, all 12 of them, so we're counting Deadpool in there, we're gonna give away a prize. So I have a question, a trivia question. And what is the prize gonna be, Eric? Uh, we have this uh, Regenesis uh, New Mutants comic. Show it to the audience, wave it around. Great. So it's a... It's a, it's a giraffe. It's a giraffe. It's a giraffe. It's on the back. What? <laughs> Very good. And, uh, okay, we have the trivia question. So if you want uh, the prize, raise your hand. Okay. Oh. Up here in the front. Our, and one, then, our one costumed fan. One costumed fan. Very good. Um, who is your favorite member of the X-Men? Favorite? Um, probably Jubilee. Jubilee. But you're not dressed up as Jubilee. Okay, it's Quicksilver. Fair enough. All right, so she gets the prize. Come on. Yay. Yay. We'll have other challenging trivia questions throughout and prizes. Hopefully the prizes are not challenging. Low stakes trivia. Low, low stakes, yeah. non-trivia. We're all friends here. Non-prizes, okay. Number 12, this one, uh, we, we disagreed making our list and I did a, an average on Excel because that's how we figured these fun things out. The audience wants to know that detail, of course. Uh, and, and, but this last Start one- deep we, into Excel, yeah, of course. The last one, so to do the formula, you do average with the parentheses, no. Um, so number 12 is something we all heavily agreed on. Yeah. This uh, is it, such a sad way to, to end, not just our list, but to end Fox's attempt at the X-Men movies. 
Dark Phoenix. Anyone here see Dark Phoenix? A lot of people still haven't seen it and they're coming to an X-Men movie panel. Yeah, I mean, that, that sort of speaks it, to it right there. Uh, oh, so that's when she said her dad and I were the only ones in the theater. That's very funny. Right, I mean, that's a good point. So, he said, yeah, so how, do, how do you screw that up? You have such good casting, you've built up the, the X-Men prequel, it's what, a quartet or whatever. Uh, how, do, how do you mess it up? And you're also trying to course correct from X-Men The Last Stand. Um, some people had problems with how they did the, 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 I can't speak, how they did the Dark Phoenix story. So they were like, oh, I'm gonna do it right this time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange movie. I, I hadn't seen it until yesterday, actually. And uh, it's it's a complete mess. It feels like uh, the world building is weirdly off for the what seventh movie in a franchise, where it's like I didn't get the feeling that there was an external world at all. It was all just the X Men. They're like, well, they won't like us mutants. And I was like, well, you didn't show that. What, what are you talking about? What do you think, Tony? Yeah. yeah, it just kind of felt like they were like, we need to finish this. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, let's get <laughs> Not this a whole lot of us. time and effort into it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a mess. We got a question up here? Um, not a question, actually, oh. but a comment. A comment. Um, I think Fox didn't realize that before there was the Dark Phoenix, there was the regular Phoenix, and then mm. they were just like, yeah, whatever, let's just get to the dramatic part. <laughs> That's a good point. They sort of wanted to rush things through. Um, I mean, especially the, uh, I can't think of her name, the, the actress that plays Mystique. Jennifer uh, Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. The Hunger Games. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, Mrs. Hunger Games. She, she just seemed not happy to be there. Like, in the, in the theater, Eric and I were laughing where they're, they're going into space, she's trying to show emotion to whoever her boyfriend is in the movie, and she just puts a hand on his shoulder and just stares like, off in the distance. <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, we're in love, don't forget. She's <laughs> got an Oscar-caliber-winning actress like her. Yeah. That's right. You could just feel she's just tired of being locked yeah. into the contract. <laughs> I get to die yeah. on it, right? It's all right. Twenty minutes later, please kill me. She's, she's released. Kill me. I mean, I'm surprised they spoiled that in the trailer. It's like, guess who dies in this one? Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Oh my god. Uh huh. And the marketing it was like up front. It was oh, uh, no. really, really kind of crazy. And then, oh, I mean, at, at the end, you you know, you're going to end this X Men film saga on a train. I think it's apropos because it's a train wreck. <laughs> oh, it's literally a train wreck. I like that. Se that sequence on its own is pretty good, but then after it, where it's like, oh, I forgive you for all the horrible things you did to me, James McAvoy. That's fine. That's fine. You abused me. You kidnapped me and abused me as a child. That's cool. The, the, Brought the room down there. Sorry. Yeah. The, the only. I mean, I, I can't. I, I was unintentionally laughing during the scene where Professor X is forced uh, via telekinetics to climb the stairs when his legs aren't working. Because if, if they're just bent in all these weird angles, and I, I thought of Forrest Gump, it's like, Lieutenant Dan, you got my legs. It, it was just, and the music was just over the top. I don't know, like, I should have cared for these characters. This should have been a good finale, and instead it felt cheap and uh, in my opinion, I think it's worse than X-Men Last Stand, but we'll see how it, how it ranks on this. It's worth noting uh, Simon Kinberg, who directed this, is, he's not directed a movie before this. He was a producer on all the other movies. Just but, a producer, yeah. But yeah, not just that, he wrote directed. Dark Phoenix, and he yes. helped write X-Men The Last Stand. Yes, uh, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> well, that's, that's a, as we'll see, these yeah. movies tend to have like good directors, generally speaking, and it's really yeah. weird that he jumped up and was like, ooh, first time, let's do it. All right, so let, let's move on yeah, to yeah. the next one. Number 11 is, speaking of which, X-Men The Last Stand, as the poster says, whose side will you be on? And it has a, um, a shirtless angel. I, I think they have like five different actors play angel in these movies. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's quite a lot. So yeah, The Last Stand, I mean, this one, for all its problems, at least felt like it was trying to wrap things up. It was trying to have more of an epic scope. That was the problem, was that they were trying to wrap things up. It's too much. No, the studio ended up devolving the film from what it was supposed to be, which was uh, a breakout for a spinoff series for Magneto, for Origins, yeah. and they ended up thinking that a trilogy was the end, so we've got to just kill off characters, we've got to have emotional punch, 
and that was not the way to create a franchise. They were trying to end the franchise rather than broker it out into a larger world building. The, the Spider-Man got was a victim of this in the mid two thousands too, where it was uh, Sam Raimi quit the fourth movie because the studio wanted to cram more and more and more villains so they could do more and more and more spinoffs. And even three has that weird thing where there's like three villains. And this was also a victim to that where it's like, well, it's the Dark Phoenix saga, but also Magneto is going to move the Golden Gate Bridge for some reason because he's a villain in this movie still. Yeah, because that's exciting. You won't believe yeah. a bad guy can move a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but one thing I will give this movie credit for, it does remind me of the old cartoon in the comics where at least you had an army of good mutants and an army of bad mutants charging towards each other, fighting. You had something. Uh, Tony, looks like you're in deep thought here. No? Nope. No, no thought at all. <laughs> trying to forget the movie. Trying to forget, <laughs> trying to wipe his mind of X-Men The Last Stand. Uh, I, I think that what they, they took the subplot that was fairly recent from the comics about having a cure for being a mutant. Right. Yep. Oh yeah, that's but, in that too. Uh -huh, yeah, I mean, yeah, what you didn't really mutant, need. Guantanamo Bay, like... Uh-huh, on top of the Phoenix stuff. Hot a lot of stuff going on. And then they use it on Magneto at the end too. That's a... That's a we're going to be here three hours if we, have, if we talk about that. I so. guess so. But I, um, yeah, so The Last Stand, uh, I mean, rewatching it, it's better than I remember. It still has its problems. I, I do like that you have Kelsey Grammer, a.k.a. Frazier, is Beast. Yep. He says, <laughs> oh, my funny. stars and garters, which is not something, maybe that's not the line. He says something like that. Yeah. No, he says no, stars and garters. Is it? Okay. And it, it, in a comic book, that might read okay, but when a, when a person in a beast outfit says it, it sounds stupid. <laughs> uh, weirdly enough, Fox has done this twice. We didn't mention Fantastic Four at the beginning, but oh, they, they're, yeah. they're kind of the kings of <laughs> making worse remakes than movies that were already bad. They did it with Fantastic Four, and then they also did it with the Dark Phoenix saga. And I, it's really weird. And, and now with Marvel getting the rights for Fantastic Four, you, <laughs> yeah, you who knows? Get something. It can be good. It, it can be good, right? We'll see. We'll see. Jury's it can still be out. something. Number number ten. Number ten. Ooh, X Men Origins Wolverine, the original Deadpool movie. Woof. <laughs> sort of, you know, yeah. this one is is very silly. Um, if, if you can track it down, there was, there is a version of it released where the special effects aren't finished, so it's a lot of actors against the green screen version. Yeah, the pirated version. Yeah, that's actually the only version I've seen, and I've not seen the <laughs> <laughs> So for me, it was a very fun experience of like trying to figure out what this helicopter looked like instead of a gray box that it put on. Or like a Wolverine walks off in the distance, and or there's only a seeing half of the boxing scene. Because mm -hmm. it wasn't yeah. rendered yet. Oh, because blob, right? Right, blob, blob. Yeah. I, I uh, had never seen this all the way through until two nights ago. Uh, I had it in my head. This was the worst, the absolute worst one, like significantly worse than the Last Stand. And I, I was surprised that it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Like, there's some good action in here. It's got the um, Wolverine looking cool, walking away from an exploding helicopter. Like, that's something, right? Yeah. Right? Am I right, people? Sure. That was a, that was a fun <laughs> Lego set. It, it kind of felt like Superman to me, in that, like, in the middle, he's in the house with the old people. And, oh, yeah. and then they get killed. I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. You have these characters like Gambit. You have something that looks like a cartoon where Wolverine is uh, chopping down, like, a ladder. Oh, yeah, the and fire escape. The fire escape. Yeah. Uh, he's looking at his claws in the mirror, and they don't, like match up to each other. It, I like Leo Schreiber as, uh, as Sabretooth, too. Mm -hmm. I, it's a shame he was one yep. and done with that, because he's really menacing, and there's that super lowly Schreiber voice. Right. Yeah, yeah Leo Schreiber is, is good. And, a lot of uh, these have good performances in them, even if they're not the best movies. I, you know. Right, and I mean, having uh, Ryan Reynolds, and, and that's the way you do Deadpool initially, is pretty <laughs> odd, where he, so he becomes kind shut. of like Weapon X, or... Or whatever it is. Up in 11. 11, excuse me. <laughs> um, it, I mean, they, they tried. You have the, the weird stuff at the end, too, with like the young X-Men, which then they undo in first class. <laughs> Where you have like baby Cyclopses, and, and, and then you have an out of focus CG Professor X. Yeah. It's. Yeah, he's oh, just, yeah, he's just hanging out. Just hanging out. Uh, it's, it's weird the continuity. We get spoiled by the MCU where 
there's been what two two recastings in all of those movies, and then you, but you get to see the same. You know, Captain America is always Chris Evans, etc. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sabretooth is played by at least three different actors. Cyclops is played by at least three different actors. Yeah. Um, Toad is played by two different actors. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, there's multiple yeah. Kitty Prize, there's multiple Emma Frosts. Uh, it's, it's very strange looking at these movies all together because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, before we go on to number nine, we have another prize to give away. This time it's going to be a copy of X-Men. And on the back is Spider-Man drinking milk. Another got milk. <laughs> we loved milk in the 90s. Marvel is wholesome. So who wants this prize and they can answer a not trick. If you already won a prize, you can't win one again. Okay, over there. So, the question is, if you could do a X-Men origin uh, movie on any character, who would it be on? Probably would have been on Sabretooth. On Sabretooth, interesting, yeah. If he played him. If Lee Schreiber was him, yeah, that's a good point. Good answer, come up, get your prize. Get your Spider-Man milk comic. There you go. We can hear that crooning from outside. That's a lion sleeps tonight. (laughs) Yeah, he's been going on since like five in the morning. Breath control, dude. Tossa coined the Witcher already. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Number nine. The Wolverine with the. yeah, shirtless Hugh Jackman. Yeah, he is. I think, you know, in all these movies, there's a certain point where it looks like Hugh Jackman is taking too much uh, human growth hormone and it gets out of whack. But I think in the Wolverine, it's kind of ideal how he looks. It's not too muscly, but pe- different people have different tastes. I, I prefer the original X-Men where he just looks like a dude. Or, yeah, okay. He's not. Also, I, hang on, I wrote a joke for this. Okay. More like huge jacked man, am I right? <laughs> I tweeted that yesterday. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, the Wolverine was, we were, uh, in, in our Facebook chat leading up to this, we were very uh, divided on the Wolverine. And, and it is he, my worst. Yeah. It yeah, is at the bottom of the list for me. But why, why don't we start on that end of the table, because I think... Uh, you have some strong feelings on it, Eric, and, uh, and Tony, you got to go to like an advanced screening, right? Yeah. And for me, this film was a rehash of the Lone Warrior story, again. Uh, it wasted one of the greatest comic book villains, Silver Samurai, as a CGI armor set. It was on the screen for what? Ten minutes, yeah. maybe. It's like a transformer thing bopping around. Mm-hmm. It 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 was a disjointed film. It wasted uh, flashback sequences with Famke Jensen as Jean Grey. Um, you can't protect your women. Like it was a horrible, horrible movie. It, it it served no purpose. And I even went through and watched all of the extended cuts or alternate, like the road cut of Days of Future Past. Like I dug in real hard. These guys were like, no, no, cut, cut the list down. We're not doing that. <laughs> and so the extended version of this film adds about 25 minutes to the runtime that was theatrically. It has like blood. I mean, it is, right? it's just extra gore. That's all that they added to the movie, to the scenes. So, yeah. No, this movie can go, pardon my French, fuck itself. Yeah. Whoa. So just like a PT-13 movie, he used the one F-bomb. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, got, I went into an early screener with a friend, and, uh, you know, even seeing it for free, I was like, ooh, okay. Uh, I just remember leaving the theater being like, oh, I don't know why this movie exists. Yeah, it just, there was some good action and fight scenes, but other than that, it was just... The whole movie just seemed pointless and unnecessary. I stand by the fact that the only redeeming part of this film was the end credit teaser for Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah. Just those three minutes were worth that. That's it. Well, I, I had never seen this movie until yesterday uh, when I watched it for the panel. I actually really liked this movie. <laughs> I liked the one guy. Uh, though it's it's fun. If you guys, here's a fun experiment. Go out on the floor and like just grab people and be like, Hey, you saw that second Wolverine movie, right? And nobody will ever say yes. Like, this is like a secret movie. Like, nobody <laughs> has seen this unless they're doing this panel or our Super X-Men fans like you guys in the audience. 
but like the funeral ambush into the bullet train chase scene, I think is awesome. The like bullet train scene was, yeah. Yeah, yeah like that's that. like one of the coolest, it's a cool idea. It's really well executed. There's that thing where they're watching each other to jump up and he fools the guy to jump up and get hit by the thing. Like, um, I, I like, uh, uh, of things I didn't know I needed in movies, Wolverine fighting an army of ninjas is kind of up there. <laughs> like that stripped out all of the X Men stuff. Yeah, it was just a guy like an assassin, like a Jason Bourne kind of guy going out doing a quest. You know, like that would make a really good movie. Yeah. But well, as an X film, this movie sucked. And uh, I also uh, one thing I didn't note about uh, X Men Origins Wolverine is there's one female character and she's barely she gets one scene and then gets to die twice. In the movie, it's 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 amazing, and this movie has three really really good female characters that are really important to the plot and are kick ass. Like all of them are awesome. I love the villain Viper; uh, she's really menacing and and cool. Like I don't know, this this really worked for me in a way I didn't expect it to. And I had seen like, oh, it's at the bottom of my list, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then I was like, oh no, I actually really like this. So so yeah. I should give this another chance. Like the romance in this one seemed really sappy to me, but yeah, um, I, I, Wolverine versus Ninjas is a good visual. And that it was in a different country, uh, it was nice for something different. Uh, on to uh, number eight. Oh, I don't like this one at all. <laughs> X, X Men Apocalypse. This is, uh, we have a, uh, let's, I mean, let me. People seem yeah, shocked. No, no, go for yeah, it. people are kind of shocked. Yeah, let's go for it. I just really have to think about this. So, I, I do like that they look like they do kind of like in the 80s and 90s comics, very colorful okay. outfits. You think being in the 80s, they'd have more 80s jokes besides being like, oh, Return of the Jedi, the third one's always bad, just like this is the third prequel movie. I guess it's going to be bad. Let's go to the joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have a comment up here. Yes. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, the only oh, part is Quicksilver awesome. saves them, except, so, uh, so good. yeah, that, that's good. The Quicksilver effects of uh, it going slow motion and uh, him moving all around is really neat. Um, and I like, one thing I, I sort of like in this one is Magneto trying to have a family, and then that's all taken away from him. Mm. It's extremely mean, but it's nice to see uh, Michael Fassbender act that moment, and... Uh, and all that stuff, and, and this is the one where he, uh, Professor X is bald, right? That's in this one? Or that was in Days of Future Past? Where he loses he goes bald at the end of the film. That's Okay, it's this one, yeah. This one, he's all bald. So he looks more like Professor X. He's got a, a shiny head you can stare into and see the reflection. <laughs> yeah, this is the, like, for me, this is the most middling, like, this is the averagest b minusist. Uh, X-Men movie like it's okay it's uh, it's the equivalent if people saw Spectre the James Bond movie like it's the Spectre of the X-Men movies like yeah it's okay you can see it if you like X-Men movies uh, my biggest complaint about it is I love Oscar Isaac especially in the new Star Wars films and also Ex Machina inside Lewin Davis like he's a great actor and it's it's a complete waste of him like I, I he's got nothing to do um, I don't think Apocalypse is movieable. Like he's just kind of a weird, boring god. He's like a he's like a villain out of one of the DCU movies. We got a comment in the audience. Yeah. We've got a comment. I do like that. It finally brought Nightcrawler back. Even yeah, yeah, that's true. He's totally absent, and I think in one of the old PS2 that generation video games, where he's totally lied in the story, but other than that, he's just totally like absent between. And I really like the actor that played him, Cody, Cody Smith, the Nightcrawler. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's Getting good. back and, and that he's younger is, uh, is really cool. And yeah, I think the, the video, the PS2 video game with Nightcrawler might have been the tie-in to X2, maybe? Yeah. Or X-Men 3. Okay. Yeah. Could have been. Just a piece of trivia. Uh, sure. I don't know if anybody else saw it, but uh, when McAvoy was, before he shaved his head, he did get Patrick Stewart on video, um, on the phone. And did a video chat before he shaved it, basically saying, "Okay, I'm, I'm good to go." <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. That's really James really McAvoy got a sign off from Patrick Stewart. Really yeah. cool. And uh, I, I like also that McAvoy doesn't try to imitate Patrick Stewart because mm -hmm. that would just be weird. Yeah. 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 
Although he's struggling in some of these with his Scottish. Uh, it, it comes out real bad in Dark Phoenix. Also in It Chapter 2. He, oh, yeah, I still haven't seen that. <laughs> he's like on a bicycle trying to scream with happiness, and it just comes off as strange. <laughs> if you want to see a young James McAvoy, check out the uh, early 2000s miniseries Children of Dune. He plays Duke Leto Atreides' son, Leto Jr. Ooh. Paul Atreides' son, excuse me. Oh, that's right. He's oh, Mr. Yeah, Tumnus in Narnia. <laughs> he made... Tiny. I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah, apparently tiny and cute, and he has... Um, oh, what's the... Turkish Delight, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody eat that. It's really gross. He plies children <laughs> with Turkish Delight. None of my friends know what that is unless they've seen Narnia. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's, it's, it's chewy and... Um, yeah, Chewy. The Victorian X, drug of choice. Number seven is X-Men. I thought the, the tagline on this poster was kind of strange. Trust a few, fear the rest. That, that seems kind of, uh, I was going to say racist, that's not right. Anti-mutant. Magneto did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, watching this first X-Men movie, it shows how far these things have come. They make a big deal, like the big action scene in the middle is Magneto picks up a car and drops it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun movie. Like I, I watched this last week and, in prep for this, and I hadn't seen it in 10 or so years. And I had in my head that these, it looks really dated. And it like the color palette does, it's very blue in a kind of a weird way. But silver. Yeah, blue and silver, like kind of dark. But Ian McKellen is awesome in this movie. Like he's he's good in all of them, but he is just having so much fun. He has that tiny little smile for almost every line he says. Like he's such a good villain. Um, the special effects are used really judiciously too. Like there isn't a ton of them, and they they still look really good. Um, they feel the need to. You can tell they didn't trust the audience to figure this stuff out because after every scene where there's a power, they have to explain what the power was. And they don't do that anymore. Like, that's a big contrast. But, like, when Rogue drains uh, Wolverine's healing factor, the next scene is Professor X explaining what happened. I was like, no, we, we saw it. It was right there. <laughs> like, well, and and the, in the screenplay, I think they might have had deleted scenes with the storyboards. They were supposed to do the origin of Storm, the origin of, like, almost every character mm -hmm. would explain exactly why they have the power of, uh, I don't know, lightning, you know, the power to make the lights blink on and off, or whatever it is. Well, they had to call them Storm. He's like, this is Aurora Monroe, also known as Storm. Also Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jean Grey doesn't have one. Oh, I have nothing. nothing. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, can I comment? Um, comment, yeah. This is a bit of trivia, too. So I was um, at the other panel where some of the voice actors from X-Men, the animated series, were talking. Oh, cool. And the original voice actor for Wolverine he says that the first time he tried to watch the first X-Men movie, as soon as he saw Wolverine, he turned it off. Because huh. Hugh Jackman is a foot taller than Wolverine, actually. Yep. Oh. Wolverine is really short. Short, yeah. correct. Should be Danny DeVito. And so he saw Hugh Jackman <laughs> Wolverine and was like, nope, I can't do this. Oh. And then he didn't actually watch the movie until last week. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, one of the earlier animated versions of X-Men, it was before the animated series, it was like a, a direct-to-video kind of one-off. Was it Pride of the X-Men? Oh, with Kitty Bright or something. It had, uh, Wolverine had kind of like an Australian accent. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not good at what I do, but what I do isn't very nice. It's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and that was, I don't even know what that was. That was in Australia. That was also I, not Irish. 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 <laughs> it's because um, the people who were giving them money, Uh, oh, oh, oh they wanted to do an Australian tie-in. Yeah, but that already shows that... Yeah. <laughs> all the very all the fans of the original product will appreciate that. Speaking of fans, let's give out a prize. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh. This one's going to be from the Axis series. Let's see. All-new X-Factor. Does it have I love the cover art. Um, does it have a milk in the No, back? not milk. No, this is a Think Geek. Uh, oh, Hulk Fist. Yeah. Oh, more recent. With Hulk, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sell you things. So, anyways, but you I love this cover. If you want the, uh, to get a chance for a prize and have not won one already, raise your hand. Okay, it's over good. there. And uh, let's see, the non-trivia question is, uh, what's your favorite of the X-Men movies? Uh, it's gotta be Logan. Logan. Interesting. Yes! Interesting. Very good, we'll come up, get your prize. Will it be our number five? Will? 
Very good. Uh, number six, we have 15 minutes to go through six movies. Oh so. my god. Alright, rapid session. Rapid Let's session. Go. Just like MCU. Just like the MCU where we did like, <laughs> 20. Black Panther, good, next. Yeah. <laughs> next, next, next slide. Okay, back into the left. Number six, X-Men 2. The time has come for those who are different to stand united. Uh, on, on the video version on the box it says X2, X United, mm -hmm. but it doesn't on the actual movie, which is always confusing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's always X2 United. Uh, and I, this is, must be, I mean, this is a British poster, but it's an older poster. And, um, you know, everyone against the white background, not very creative as a poster goes. But I mean, X-Men 2, I think, did a lot of things right. You have Wolverine freaking out, although there's no blood, he goes into a berserker rage. Yeah. You have Colossus for like a split second. You have um, more of the kind of satire or analog of being a mutant is different, like being a gay kid is different, a queer kid is different. Oh yeah, have you ever tried not being a mutant? Isn't that the only but, Yeah, have you ever tried not being yeah. a mutant really when the funny. parents are talking to, uh, to yeah. one of them? Because later on in the comics, they decided Iceman actually was gay. Oh, I didn't know that, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's Later in the comics, Iceman was gay, so, interesting. Uh, Eric, what do you think, X-Men 2? Uh, I like the introduction of Pyro. Pyro, yeah, yeah, right, he did the yeah, fireballs. That's pretty cool, good effects. Uh, Tony, X-Men 2 thoughts? Yeah, I thought it just kind of took everything that the first one mm -hmm. took and just kind of expanded on the universe and, yeah. you know, didn't didn't do anything crazy, but you just it was more of, of, of a good time. Right, and I, I think a weird thing about this one is they go into Wolverine's origin more and you go to the, play, the lab where he was created, so to speak, and then you follow this movie up two movies later with X-Men Origins Wolverine, and it's like, didn't they already do that in X-Men 2, really? <laughs> yeah, but Except he has to go to the place, like, again, like in three of these movies, yeah. and find out more secrets. Rehashing plot ideals is, is kind of Fox's wheelhouse. Mm. You see they do that across all the different types of properties. So. Mm. The one thing I wanted to say about this original trilogy uh, is James Marsden is completely wasted as Cyclops. He has, like, six yeah. lines in the first one. Yeah. He is one of the funniest actors out there. He's he's Sonic's gonna suck, but he's gonna be good in it. Uh, but they did. It's not gonna be a good. I, I'm sorry to report, it's not gonna be a good movie. But he will be good in it. Uh, and it's uh, Famke Jansen can also be very very funny, and she's not allowed to be funny in these movies, which I mean, is when, a shame. I want to say something about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. The one thing that makes okay. me happy in the trailer is Jim Carrey, because it looks like he's acting like in the his silly 90s mode, and he hasn't did that in a long time. Again, that's a three-hour panel, man. Yeah, yeah, we're going to skip. Uh, do that one next year. Got it, yeah, <laughs> next year, ranking the Sonic video games. Maybe we'll do that at, uh, at the uh, retro gaming thing in August. I love it. Let's do that. Yeah. Got to go fast. Number five. <laughs> so... Uh, remind, uh, we are counting Deadpool in here, so keep that in mind. Deadpool 2, from the studio that killed Wolverine. <laughs> as, as, as poster says. I mean, this movie came out, like, maybe a year after Logan, if that. Yeah. Like, yep. So, they had no, uh, things about trying to hide it. Um, Deadpool 2 was, was, you know, bigger budget, bigger scale than the first one, but I think that, that's why I like it a little bit less. I think it tries too hard. But I do like the Celine Dion song, Ashes, and the yeah. music video especially is pretty good. Uh, this is my favorite of the ensemble X-Men movies, because they, they're putting together X-Force, which unfortunately doesn't sound like it's going to happen. Um, but everything they add from the first Deadpool movie is, is an improvement, I think, on this. And I love the first Deadpool uh, we'll get to it. But I love Josh Brolin as Cable. Uh, he's such a good villain. I love the little wormy guy from Alpha House as the other villain. No, that's not him. Anyway, the, the wormy guy from the school. Um, yeah, love. This was my this was my uh, pick for second best of it, but it's my favorite of the team based movies. You have uh, Matt Damon and Brad Pitt are in it for a split mm -hmm. second. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Brad Pitt is the invisible guy that gets electrocuted when you see him for a second, so and good. Uh, Matt Damon is is one of the people in the long shot talking about. Uh, toilet paper application. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk. Mm -hmm. Alan Tudyk is the other one. Very cool. Number four. What could it be? What could it be? Oh, okay. X-Men First <laughs> Class. Witness the moment that will change our world. You will believe a submarine can be pulled out of the water then dropped back into the water. <laughs> Tying into the first movie which uh, Magneto picks up a cop car and then drops it on the ground. 
it, it, it's a weird thing to make a climactic moment of. Yeah. It's always, I mean, especially now with all the Marvel stuff, it's got to be, we're going to explode the universe or, or, or whatever, like kill your mom or whatever it is. <laughs> well, the funny part is, is that this movie is a rehash out of what was supposed to be the Magneto spinoff film. It was going to be, yeah, X-Men Origins, that, Wolverine. They have such that, Magneto. that's why they open up with that. Yeah, Magneto. Yeah, and so why he's a focus in the film. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I could watch Magneto kill Nazis for two hours just yeah. by himself. Awesome. I'd watch that. Yeah, I think, and it, it, it does feel a bit overstuffed with all the characters, and then Kevin Bacon is the bad guy. Oh, he's like so good in it, though. He's so goofy in that helmet. He looks so weird. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I mean that as a compliment. He's, uh, like, goofy good. Uh, this also has the best uh, single F-bomb in PG-13 movie history. It's when they try to recruit Wolverine. Yes, it's yeah, when they try to recruit Wolverine. You all know what I'm talking about. It's so good. Yep. Uh, we got a comment in the back. Uh, next time you watch it, real closely watch the beach scene where McAvoy's using like his freaking like X, you know, Professor X power. He full on doesn't see that he hits his face right into the windshield and he's looking out <laughs> onto the beach. Oh, oh, wow. oh, I have to look at that. That's a pretty funny blooper. McAvoy smacks his head on the windshield. That's beautiful. Yeah. You got it. Right, one, one more comment because we're running low on time. Yeah. I do find it funny. Comparatively. Right, he does look older as he goes on and more, you know, when the movie's supposed to take place. Before, they didn't use as much sort of CG back then to make people look younger, and now they're doing that stuff all the time, even when they're not making Nicole Kidman look uh, scary in um, Aquaman or whatever it is. It's all sorts of stuff. Number three, before we do uh, number three, let's give away our last prize. This one's a special one. This That's is a set of old school Marvel masterpiece trading cards. cards. This isn't a full set. This is just a, they are a not worth anything. collection of some cool stuff. This will give you a good nostalgia trip. So, so who wants this? You cannot have won a prize already. Let's pick someone. Uh, pick someone. Okay. Over here in the yeah. And so the, the trivia question is, if you could be any X-Men character, which would it be? Ooh. And what would your power be? Yeah. Oh well, what about just, let's just do that. What would your power be? Just, just power. Power, yeah, just power. Not... You're now an X-Men. What's your power? Oh, gosh. Um... Sorry, JT. The power to say, um. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Power of memory. Memory, Ooh. that's a good one. So don't forget yeah, things. You never, uh... <laughs> you never leave, that's a good one. Yeah, you'll never leave the pizza in the oven again. Very good. So. There you go. Thank you. Thanks. Congratulations. Okay, so we got three more ten minutes. Number three, X-Men Days of Future Past, in which all the X-Men characters are sucked into Wolverine's uh, outfit. According to this poster, I hate it when that happens. It, it's it's a really weird uh, <laughs> compilation of images, and you have Beast coming out of Wolverine's uh, Mystique's thigh. I don't know what that's about. So th this one, I, I just really liked. You did the time travel angle. You saw the crazy future stuff. You had the combination of the old and new cast, mm -hmm. and uh, the scene in the end in the one timeline where you see like everyone is back together again uh, is nice. And Eric has something to say about the Rogue Cut. I've never seen that version, but that was on video, right? Yeah, the Rogue Cut, I think, is the, the superior version of the film. So if you haven't seen it, definitely seek it out. Um, and it, it's it, called the Rogue Cut for a reason. Well, I don't want to spoil that part for okay. people that don't want to watch it, but it, it, it's, it's, it's like a director's vision of how that storyline of going back in time and the displacement, how that all handles out. So definitely worth it. Yeah, it's it's a very good movie. It's uh, it'll be the last good movie Brain Singer ever directs. Yeah, this is this was my favorite ensemble film for them. Yeah. So. Yeah, this was my number three. So very very good. I was reading uh, an interview with the producer and writer Simon Kinberg, and he was saying originally he was wanting Days of Future Past to be the third prequel movie, and the second one would have been Apocalypse. 
And I think that might have Interesting. worked out better. Or maybe don't do Apocalypse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Make Phoenix number two and then uh, Days of Future Past number three. That could have been cool. Number two, wait till you get a load of this one. It is Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool, it, I think this really caught people by surprise. It came out uh, around Valentine's Day, sort of. And it was just uh, really funny. I mean, it's a movie that just revolves around like two action scenes or something, which mm -hmm. is crazy. Uh, this had been uh, in the works for a long time. They, they made it for not very much money, and it made a lot of money. And I mean, even when it came out like on video, Fox re-released a lot of their things on DVD and Blu-ray, and they changed the cover where Deadpool's head is covering most of the, the box for uh, Lethal Weapon or um, Rocky Horror Picture Show or whatever it is. It was very weird. It was like Deadpool had invaded <laughs> oh, wow. the video boxes for that. It's a top grossing R-rated film uh, until Joker, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. It, at the time it set the record for top grossing R-rated film of all time. Uh, and there's a reason for that. It's super funny. It's, uh, it's definitely, it was a passion project for Ryan Reynolds for years yeah. and years and years. And he is great as, as Deadpool. My only complaint about this movie is that the villain is uh, Ed Screen yeah, is yeah. super boring. He's he's a good actor, but he's uh, he's just generic mustache twirling English villain. And surprisingly, the romance is well done. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Yeah. They have an actual relationship. Okay. Let's okay. Move on. Number one. Yes, number one. Oh, get the comment here. Yes. I just I have a question. What do you guys think of the Stan sure. Lee cameo? Sure. Oh, the Stan Lee cameo in Deadpool. He was. In the strip club, is that yeah, right? Yeah, he's the booth DJ. As the guy. Oh, that's right. I remember Stan Lee uh, complained about that because they had to film it in front of a green screen because his health was failing and he couldn't go to on set. But that was that was an okay one. I think. Um, I mean, some other time we could do a panel about Ooh. Stan Lee cameos. Yeah, we had a lot of those. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Well, that's we'll next year's panel. Next year's panel. Yeah, yeah, jump on YouTube for that. There you go. There's just a few. Of those. Just a few. <laughs> Yeah, across um, four companies' movies, and including if uh, you have Disney Plus, they have the '90s Sp Spider-Man cartoon, and one of the last episodes, Spider-Man meets with Stan Lee, so and yeah, like, something, something like that. Yeah, he travels to the real world and meets with Stan Lee, and inspires him to make Spider-Man. Oh, you watch it? Yeah, it, no, it, it's a yeah. That Spider-Man '90s show is is pretty good. I mean, it's no Batman the animated series, but but what is? But what is? <laughs> And so number one, I think some people, uh, someone in the audience said yet? this was their number one. With a bullet. So this is Logan, and uh, a lot of people with claws, a lot of old people coughing. Um, I, I watched this for the first time prepping for this. I was not crazy about this because I think it did not feel like an X-Men movie, but I don't mm -hmm. think it was supposed to. You did not get that ensemble thing. It did remind me of Mad Max with a lot of the sun, a lot of the cars driving around, a lot of the, the violence. I, I did like that it felt like its own thing, the, the acting, Hugh Jackman, uh, the little girl especially, I don't have her name. Daphne Keene. Thank you, Daphne was, uh, was quite good. Um, and it ended things, I think, on, on an appropriate note. I mean, if this, is the last time Hugh Jackman is gonna be Wolverine and Patrick Stewart's gonna be Professor X. Um, what a way to go out, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice Western. It's, it was pitched as being smaller in scope uh, than the rest of the X-Men films, so it feels really, really focused and uh, yeah. really nice. Uh, it's, Deadpool paved the way for this to be R-rated as well. It was the only R-rated mainline X-Men movie. And uh, one of the complaints I think in the Wolverine is that you can kind of feel the PG-13. There's, it's kind of bloodless in a weird way, kind of stuff happening off screen or cutting away. And not having to do that is a real asset. This is, I mean, it's brutal. It is very, very violent. Uh, they're dropping F-bombs all over the place. Like it's, it's a- Slice it and dice it. Yeah, it feels uncompromised in that way. Any thoughts, Tony? Yeah, I think it was, uh, it was a good way to end. Wolverine's um, storyline and having, you know, 20 years of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, uh, everybody kind of had an emotional attachment to him playing that role and, um, you know, it was a nice emotional movie. He made you feel things. Yes, it, it made you uh, feel things, which is always <laughs> an important thing to do. Um, so we've got a few more minutes so we can take any questions from the audience. Yep. 
Great question. If you could pick, we should all take turns doing this one, then I'll probably have to wrap up. Yeah, if we could pick someone to be Wolverine, who would it be? It could be someone shorter than Hugh Jackman, could be someone taller. Um, I, let's, hmm, I, I think I would do, Maybe yes. have James McAvoy play Wolverine, just really confuse people. Have Wolverine be, old, have Wolverine be older, have him be the new Professor X character. We, are, we do have a reboot coming. Um, yeah. They've said they're working on it. So. And they did talk to Patrick Stewart. They wanted, Marvel wanted him to be Professor X again. Oh, really? Patrick Stewart said no. I heard Denzel Washington, actually. Oh, mm, that's not mm, a joke. Mm. I, that, yeah, no. That's... And Giancarlo Esposito as Magneto, which would be awesome. Better than Patrick Stewart for Professor X. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Denzel Washington. No, I, mean, I feel like Wolverine, there could probably be someone who could mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so tough. Like, yeah. But I feel like Patrick Stewart was born to play yeah. Professor X. Like when, when, when God was crafting him, he was like, <laughs> I think I, I know what, I gotta make him look just like, yeah. I know what I know what to do. And I, and, I mean, it is something with the, when Patrick Stewart was first offered the X-Men, he thought it had something to do with the X-Files. Oh really? Yeah, because it has That's an awesome. title. Okay, so who, do you, who would your Wolverine be? We'll close uh, I, I can't think of any uh, short, hairy beefcakes, which is what you need. Uh, so I'll repeat my joke answer from before of Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Oh, good. Oh, yep. I don't know. Someone. I was thinking like another Australian person, but I thought British. But then like have him keep his British accent. Yeah. Ooh, and then I was like Daniel Radcliffe. He could be a Wolverine. Ooh. Oh, Ooh, I yeah. He's I on the shorter side, right? And he's. I mean, he's muscular now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beefcake. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he's got to stay British. He's, he's, he's got to stay British. Merkin yep. there. there we go. Um, I'll throw the question because I'm still thinking about mine. So. Okay, we'll do one last question real quick. We'll get it wrong, What's your guys' reaction to seeing Dazzler finally in Dark Phoenix? Good, good question. So Dazzler oh, yeah. in Dark Phoenix. Uh, I wish I they would have spent, oh, yeah. spent time with her. They did kind of the rave out in the woods. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that she was a pop singer. Like, that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife's reaction was, oh, hey, that's Dazzler. That was, yeah. that was <laughs> so, wrapping this up, oh, who's Wolverine? Danny DeVito. I'm going to cop out. What if they picked the guy that played uh, Charlie Day from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, yeah. Charlie Day. Charlie, Charlie Day. Day, that's his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so I am uh, Matt. This is Sean, Tony, and Eric. We are SequelCast. We have the panel tomorrow. Same time at noon, uh, if you want to go, we'll be ranked up, talking about our favorite video and not-so-favorite video games of uh, Xbox One and PlayStation 4 generation. Best and worst. Yes, and uh, you can listen to the Come show. Come for the worst. You can listen for the show at SequelCast2.com and find us on iTunes. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. I'm going to steal that table like you said. Nice.